Hi listeners, welcome to Grief Out Loud. Remember the last time you tried to talk about grief and then suddenly everyone left the room? Grief Out Loud is opening up this often avoided conversation because grief is hard enough without having to go through it alone. We bring you a mix of stories, tips for supporting children, teens, and yourself, and interviews with people working in the grief field. Platitude and cliche-free, we promise. Grief Out Loud is hosted by me, Jana DeCristofero, and produced by the Dougie Center for Grieving Children and Families in Portland, Oregon. Hi, listeners. Welcome to the first mini-episode of Grief Out Loud. After a very busy October of episodes, we decided to take a short break this month. But we didn't want to leave you without anything new to listen to, especially as the holiday season is starting to amp up. November is National Children's Grief Awareness Month. It's a month of acknowledging all the ways that grief affects children and teens, and also the ways that their grief often goes unseen, unheard, or unsupported. As part of this effort to raise awareness about children's grief, our friends at the National Alliance for Grieving Children, NAGC for short, created a letter-writing campaign called Dear Me. They invited people to write letters to their younger grieving selves, letters of advice they wish they'd had when they were children first trying to figure out how to do this grief thing. Today, we're going to bring you two of those letters. One is written by the Dougie Center's executive director, Brennan Wood, and the other is a compilation of suggestions and thoughts from the Dougie Center's staff members. Right now, some of you might be thinking, uh, don't you spend half your time on Grief Out Loud telling people not to give unsolicited advice to grieving people? That is true. It's confusing, we know, but we are hoping that our younger selves will forgive us for telling them what to do. Brennan Wood, our executive director, has been around the Dougie Center for almost 30 years. She pretty much grew up here. Hi, Brennan. Thanks for coming on the show to share your letter. Hi, Jana. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us, before you read us your letter, can you tell us just a little bit about your story so the audience knows who you are and why you're sharing a letter? Sure. So my mom died three days after my 12th birthday of breast cancer, and um, she was 36. My dad was 38, and they didn't have a lot of tools in their tool belt to navigate her illness as well as the aftermath of her death. And luckily, my dad heard about a place called the Dougie Center, and I got the opportunity to come to the Dougie Center which very quickly turned into my lifeline. And being able to come through the Dougie Center program after my mom's death was the single most impactful and helpful thing that's happened in my life really since my mom died. Um, It changed everything for me. So I came back and did the volunteer training in my teen years and did a lot of speaking on behalf of the Dougie Center. And then when I left Portland, I left for about a decade, and then I came back to Portland to work at the Dougie Center 14 years ago. The Dougie Center didn't know it yet, but that's why I moved back to Portland. And I've been on staff for 14 years and the executive director for the last three years. I distinctly remember the day you walked in the Dougie Center doors when you first got back to Portland and you were like, hi, I'm Brennan Wood and I need to talk to the program director because she's going to hire me. (laughs) And now here you are, the big boss. Here I am. Here I am. I remember that you were in my interview. Uh, So I really have known you since my first day back at the Dougie Center. 
Well, Brennan, I know you wrote a letter to your younger self, and I'm guessing this is aimed at the Brennan who was a teenager yes. when her mom died. Yeah, I wrote it to my 12-year-old self um, in, in prompting from the NAGC, which I thought it was a really nice and very powerful campaign that they proposed, so I wanted to participate. So I will read you my letter. Take it away. Dear 12-year-old Brennan, my heart hurts that this happened to you. Not just your mom dying, but all the chaos that is happening in the aftermath of this awful fact. I want you to know how strong you are. And even though it might not feel like it in this moment, you will survive this. In fact, one day these exact events will inspire you to a career that helps other kids just like you. This career will somehow help you travel back in time to smooth out all the rough edges that you are feeling right now. It will feel like magic and comfort and hard work all rolled up into one. There are a few things that I want you to know that might help you over the next 30 years. I know that you feel like you're in the middle of an unrelenting storm, bobbing up and down in the ocean. Waves are crashing over you from all directions. Hold on. These waves will get easier to manage, I promise. The storm will lessen. You will learn to swim with the current. One day you will be walking on the shore with the waves calmly lapping at your ankles. You will always remember what it felt like to be gasping for breath in the storm. It will never go away completely, but it will get so much easier. I promise. Hold on to the memories. There will be people who say you have to get over it or that you need to move on. Don't listen to them. Talk to the people who ask you about your mom, who aren't afraid to use her name. Talk to the people who loved your mom and listen to their stories. Hold on to the memories of the Sears photo session of your Cabbage Patch Kid, the Halloween costumes, playing in mud puddles during a warm rain. Your mother taught you the art of making every day a celebration, and you will try like hell to pass this down to your own kids. Hold on to that during the hard times. When you feel your heart breaking today, remember to let it break open, to let the beauty, joy, and love that you have in your heart spill out and engulf you in light. Your life has had too much heartbreak. Don't deny this, but instead recognize that it is this very fact that is added to the breadth and depth of who you are as a person. Part of your beauty will come from the hard times that you have experienced. Just for a moment each day, be grateful for that fact and try as often as possible to live in your life and not in your story. Oh, and always hold as much compassion for yourself as you hold for others. At least try. That one might take some time. I love you, and I am so proud of you. 43-year-old Brennan. Thank you, Brennan. Thank you, Jana. As you were reading your letter, I'm remembering all the stories that you shared with me about your mom, Doris. Yeah, she was pretty amazing. So, listeners, as I mentioned, our second letter today is a compilation of suggestions and thoughts from various Dougie Center staff people. So I'm going to read that one to you. Dear me, we hate that this happened to you. Nothing will ever make it okay that it happened, and you will be okay. Even when it feels like everything is wrong and messed up and totally ruined, you're still okay. 
Are people out there telling you how to feel? It'll happen. Some people will worry that you don't show enough emotion, and others will worry that you show too much. But know that you are just you, the you who is figuring it out, the you who is making it through another day, the you with all the feelings and thoughts that come with grief. Just be you, even if you don't know exactly who that is some days. When you're overrun with other people's opinions, try to remember that everyone grieves differently. There's a pretty good chance you're going to find their way of grieving to be frustrating or maddening or concerning. But be patient with yourself and others, and try not to compare yourself to your siblings or the adults around you. Here's the secret about grief that nobody tells you. You can be strong and okay and still have big feelings that seem overwhelming. Having big feelings doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or that you're doing grief wrong. You're totally normal. If you feel sad, happy, guilty, tired, angry, relieved, anxious, confused, short-tempered, and pretty much any other feeling under the sun or none of those feelings at all. There's no right way to grieve, and there's no one way that grief should or does feel or look like. So if it's okay and normal to feel like a confused mess... What can you do to help when that mess feels like too much? Grief can be super lonely, but try to remember that you aren't alone. It may feel that way sometimes, or honestly, a lot of the time, but there are more people supporting you than you will ever realize. There will likely be times when your feelings tumble over each other like a pile of unruly puppies. When that happens, take a moment, or 20, to hang out with them. Find a person or a place that allows you to say hello to and express those feelings. Seek out people who feel safe and accepting. If they start a sentence with, don't feel that way, or, well, at least you're still, or you're overreacting, definitely look for someone else to talk to. What else can you do? Ask people about your person who died. They have stories that will help you know them even better than you already do. Some of those stories are going to make you laugh. Some will make you cry, and some might make you mad that you didn't get to do those things with the person. When you have time and it feels okay, you might imagine what you would be doing and talking about with your person if you got to do those things with them. Here's two last suggestions, and you can take them or leave them because unsolicited advice can feel less than helpful. First, be good to your body. Sleep when you can, eat things that are nutritious, drink water, and move around. Bonus if you can find some way of moving that helps you focus and gives you a break from the heart pain of grief. Remember how much you love to shoot hoops? Two, what still makes you laugh and feel excited? Do more of that. Okay, younger self, we have to sign off. But we're here thinking of you and sending love and support through the airwaves. You've got this. We know your heart. It is strong and kind. And don't forget to save some of that kindness for yourself. Your older, but not that old, self. Us. All right, listeners. That brings us to the end of our little mini episode for November. Thanks again to you, Brennan Wood, for being part of our show today. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And listeners, we'll be back in December with our regularly scheduled interviews and conversations with people talking about losses they've experienced or deaths they are anticipating. And we are coming up super fast on our 100th episode. Hard to imagine, but Grief Out Loud is turning 
four years old in January, and that's when I imagine our 100th episode will be ready to go. If you would like to participate, there's still time. If you've been a listener of our show, maybe for a long time or a very short time, you can send us a quick voice memo with how the show's affected you. Has there been a story that gave you new insight into your own experience? Has there been uh, someone's experience that you could relate to? Anything at all. You can send those short voice memos to help at Dougie.org. We're glad you're out there listening. You can find all our past episodes on our website or Stitcher, Apple Podcast. You know how to get a podcast if you're listening. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next time.